This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Style Show, where all we do is style around. We have fun. We have fun, don't we? I'm, I smile I a lot. I, I do. Fun. I really like Bevo. I really like Porno yeah, we got a good group here. I really Thanks. like you. Thank you. So working with uh, three people that you really like, yeah. that's great. Very enjoyable. Yep. <laughs> Well, I'm happy now that the air conditioner's turned on, for God's sakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, go I'm like, you know, it's kind of hot in here. It's, go over that thing. It's been turned off. It's 80 degrees. Oh, man. I was like, holy smokes. I walk outside. Yeah, it's nice. It's like, oh, my. I got the doors open in the bar. Yeah. And I real, that's when I realized it's like, I'm in a bad mood because it's so freaking hot in here. Yeah. See, I, I'm. you can tell the temperature just based off of my rage level. Rage and tension. How happy I am. <laughs> when, it, when it's like, you know, 40 in here, I'm just like, <laughs> when it's like 80, I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> get the show over with. So there you go. I think I think it's all temperature really. I thought it was because my back still hurts. It's a couple of variables. I've jacked at my back, but um, in a lack of beer, which is related to the back being jacked up. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's air conditioning all along. Here you go. Yeah. Who would thunk? Doing better already. Yes, I am. I'm much more lively. It's cooler in here. I feel much better. Yeah. So there you are. Very nice. Well, and uh, what else you been up to, Tasty? Well, you, it's you the... You get around. Uh, I do get around. You get around, man. Because I can. Yesterday I went to the uh, Russian River for the... Uh, Planet of the Younger uh, tasting. <laughs> I was a little little uh, taken aback when I got my wife's phone the other day because uh, some texts were going off and stuff. And then I find that she has a button, like, direct for Tasty. Does she? Yes. A little picture of Tasty. It's like, yeah. She's like, well, yeah, if you need to text him, just hit that button. I'm like, so how often are you texting <laughs> yeah, my wife? Like, how often is she texting you? You should... Read the details. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not that often, but I'm honored to have a button on the hot, on the hot list there. Yeah, it, it sh- I mean, we are a team. I'm, I'm there right. anytime she needs me. Right, right. She apparently has quite the relationship with you, and uh, has quite the uh, the bond. And I'm just like, well, you know, it was something, something, and she was uh, she was like, well, I, uh, you know, I'll just ask Tasty to uh, do this, do that. I'm like. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't ask him, but apparently well, you know, her relationship with you is allows you that know, sort of thing. New Belgium has their Rangers. You got your tasty. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I was. I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to uh, New Zealand, and I'm going to try to. I'm going to see if I can. Yes. I want to meet with the farmers. I mean, really, I'm going to get like. I'm going to see. Maybe I can get like a direct deal or something like that. On, on farm, whatever farm goods? Nelson uh, Savant. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be there during the harvest season, so. Uh, ah, uh huh, uh huh. We'll be. Uh, I, I was hanging out with Luke Dickinson from uh, Wicked Weed yesterday, and he's going to be there too. Not nice. Not at the National Homebrewers Conference. 
But he's going to be there, like, you know, shopping hops and uh, mm-hmm. spending some time in Australia and New Zealand. Well, and uh, I realize I should probably match up my travels to coincide with yours. Sure. I'm thinking I would I would uh, have much better time. <laughs> yeah. We almost I, did that. You're, you're going to be in uh, London. I would get access yeah. to... Uh, Far more private venues and more special <laughs> things. Well, we'll see. But yeah, I don't think you don't need me. But I, I just follow around with you, and I, and when somebody asks, I just point at you and go, "I'm with him." Yeah, yeah. See, I think I that's did, the uh, way to go. I did. Uh, I was uh, working with uh, Thomas Franson. He wanted, he wanted to know about doing a collaboration with you. Oh, right, right. And uh-huh. I, yeah, I told him, yeah, contact you. You'd be all about it. He's a good guy. Right. Everybody goes through you. I'm like, <laughs> they're like, ah, tasty. Who would you suggest? Well, you know, throw throw Jamel a bone. Um, no, yeah, I'm going to Sweden. Yeah, I'm going Which, to London. And London twelfth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keynote at the Swedish Craft Brewers. It's kind of like the CBC thing there. Oh, I'm really? talk on quality. Beer quality in oh, the, yeah. in, the uh, in the brewery and you know and yeah. everybody there should know all the four main beer flaws. They should, if they can't detect, yeah. they should leave the building. Right, yeah. and then uh, we're going to. Uh, I guess I'm going to brew along with uh, Thomas and uh, uh-huh. Malmo. Malmo, Malmo, yeah. Yeah, Malmo yeah. Brewing, Company. Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I'm the conference is in Malmo. Yeah. I'm staying in Malmo. I figure, hey. Sounds good. Our buddy Wynn, he he interned there a little bit. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I hooked him up with the, the well, gig there. there you go. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds In fact, great. they made Janice Brown Hill one day there. Yeah. yeah, I looked at their lineup of beers. It seems good. Well, and then I'm going to London. I'm going to be doing uh, a, uh, let's see, first I'm, I'm meeting up with the Lab uh, Brewers, the uh, London Area Brew, Brew Club. Oh. Uh, met with them last year. Had a fantastic time. So meeting up with those those folks again, and uh, uh, all hilarity will ensue, and a few people will stagger, I'm sure. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to uh, go to uh, let's see, we're going to have a uh, a, uh, a a homebrew session where we're, we're well, we're, no, we're going to uh, do a collaboration with Sam Brooks Brewery. Okay. We're going to do American Brown Ale with Sam Brooks. And uh, they're a great brewery. It's some award-winning uh, English beers and American-style beers. Have a good time with that. We're going to do a uh, homebrew session where we are going to homebrew. I'm going to be there homebrewing with uh, some people at uh, at one of the uh, the brew shops. I should have uh, oh. brought my actual information. Maybe I will recap at the end of the show once I dig it up. Okay. And then... Um, we're doing a collaboration with Beavertown Brewing. Oh yeah, really, good yeah, friend yeah. Logan. We're going to do yeah. a uh, a peach cobbler white IPA. Okay, <laughs> I know it sounds, it sounds crazy. Uh-huh. Well, well, and you know he he mentioned a few things. I'm like, well, that's one I've never done. Let's do that one. Right. So we're going to have fun with that. Those are great folks there. Love the people at Beavertown as well. And then we're going to do a. Uh, a, a what they they're calling a master class in beer judging, where I'm going to sit with oh. like 20 lucky people at uh, I think it's called a Lab. I think uh, I'll look at it later. And uh, we're going to do a, uh, uh, a a structured judging of we're going to have some heretic beers and probably some other stuff and uh, 
have some fun with that. And uh, that's 20 people tops. Yeah, limited. Then we're going to have a, uh, a pint night at, uh, I believe it's Mondo uh, Brewing Company. Uh, pint night. And then uh, God knows where else. Um, and I think uh, then uh, uh, we're off to uh, York for a few nights. And then uh, that's the end of that trip. And what heretic beers are you going to have at the uh, pint night? You know? Of course you know, because you know what's distributed over there. I don't know what exactly. They, they're actually. <clears throat> what all do you distribute over there? Everything. Well, well, everything, really. Yeah, so so they're taking Twin Cousin. They're taking uh, the Be Bold Saison. They're taking Sours. They're taking Imperial Stouts. They're taking uh, the Bourbon Imperial Stout. Oh, I forgot to taste it today. Um, they're taking uh, uh, Milk Stout. They're taking uh, the Chocolate Hazelnut Porter. They're taking the Petite Rouge. Uh-huh. They're taking the Torment. Hey, a little bit of everything. Oh, Evil 3? They're going to ha- actually have Evil 3 over there. Oh, man, I wish I was going. You invited me to go. I just right. too close to my other trip. I'm like, we're going to make American Brown. Let's make Janet's. We should, we should do Janet's Brown. Right. And drink the Evil 3. You're right. Wouldn't that have been cool? That'd be very cool. Right. So, yeah. going to do all that. Uh, again, I'll, I'll dig it up during the break after I dig this free fly out of my beer. Um, and... Uh, I will recap at the end with, with what the ex- actual dates are. And then uh, end of the year, I'm going to Singapore for the Homebrewers uh, competition and conference there. Wow. And then I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to Korea, South Korea. You know, they need me to help uh, smooth this whole thing that's going on. Oh, over there. international relations. With yeah. beer. International re- relations with beer. Yeah. I think that'll smooth things. You know, you get... Uh, it's a good medium. Right, you get the, you get those guys a couple of beers. I think they just don't have any good beer in North Korea. Yeah, they're not mellow. That's what makes them angry. Exactly. Give them some nice hoppy beer; they'll they'll smooth out. Or teach them to homebrew. It's very relaxing. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, Japan again. Get a couple more days in Japan. Yes. Uh, you have uh, you're in that market there, right? You're, you have beer in Japan. Yes. Well, all three of those. Oh, really? And yeah. in Singapore, you have your beer there too. Yes. Wow. Yes, a very an excellent uh, distributor there. Uh, and then. Um, yeah, we, we get some beer in Sweden. We got beer in the UK, beer in Spain, beer in uh, where else? All over the place. And then uh, it looks like next year I'm going to do the the keynote in uh, Norway uh, in April. Norway. Yes, oh. I'll do a Norway trip in April. Okay. Yeah, just uh, oh, well, I'm going to be first week of March. I'm going to be in Boston. This year. Oh, this year. Yeah, we're kicking off uh, Massachusetts as a. Uh, oh, that's what you said during dis- distributor. So uh, when we're out there, there, Mrs. Malty's going to be there, and two of my my best guys are going to be there. Are you right in now. Philadelphia? No, not yet. Yes, we're in Philly. Also, when we're, we're out there for the uh, National Brewers Conference in June, uh, people will be able to get your beer. Uh, hopefully, from out of state. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Um, in yeah. fact, uh, you should have. Uh, you're going to be there anyway. You should have an event somewhere in town that week. We shall see. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, there's just so much going on. Yeah. But, yeah, traveling like a crazy man. I got time for that. That's good. <laughs> Listen on the, in the brewery, uh, standing up 100 barrel fermenters, you and one other guy or whatever you're doing to screw up your back. Uh, true. Um, that I think that is how I screwed up my back. But um, so This would be a way to rest it. Yes, but we had a, uh, I tell you, you know, we can, we can tilt up, 
147 barrel gross fermenter. Oh, is it 140? That's gross, yeah. Net, we call it 120. And from when we start to when it's vertical is less than a minute. You go too fast. It's, we've got it down yet? now. You got it down? Yeah, oh yeah. We're, I mean, uh, my friend Greg and I, We just he drives the one forklift, I drive the other, and he starts lifting, and I just like, start falling with a little lift, and we just dunk. Yeah, like a forklift rodeo. You guys are good, huh? We are really good at it now. Mm. And we're all like, you know, maybe we should just hire out and uh, do yeah, this for a living yeah, instead of making beer. Exactly. Because it's, it's tough to find people to do that stuff, but we, we got it down. We got it down, I'm saying. You don't have to call anybody. You just do it yourself. That's right. Well, uh, American IPA. Yeah, here we are. One of my favorite styles. Mm -hmm. I would say that's about 80% of what I drink, maybe 90. Just good old American IPA. It's a, you know, it's a great refreshing, but but bold uh, beer style. Very flavorful. You know, so many people are making it now, and I think there's there's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah, uh, it's got you know, appeals to a lot of people because it's you know approachable to a lot of people. You know, like in the be as low as six percent all the way up to seven and a half, almost eight percent. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of variance in in the style, but uh, then what's what's also unique, I think, and it's true of any hoppy beer, is that every year there's a Another set of ingredients, another set of spices that you can add to it. Right. They're, to keep, they're, it you know, keep it fresh, keep it going, keep it lively. Creating new hops, you know, mm-hmm. just like at a, at a crazy pace. Right. I'll tell you this. If you're starting a new brewery, uh, avoid all the, uh, the the licensed hops, the trademark hops, mm-hmm. you know, the Citra, the Simcoe, mm-hmm. the Emeril, all that stuff. Ignore them. Don't, don't buy them because then they get you by the short hairs. Oh. So get yourself... Uh, there's more and more public domain hops that are coming on uh-huh. now mm-hmm. that are just as good and will be available for any uh, grower to grow without a license fee and without a, a contract that restricts them from growing it. Yeah. And so um, it'll be much more readily available and just as good. So um, you know, focus on those. Don't be stuck with your old homebrew recipe here's your chance to change it up and and for the good and you'll save yourself a ton of money and you'll be able to actually compete in the market actually be able to get the hops meaning right one thing to no there's crazy things going on in the hop market where they're just like doubling the price of hops you're like well all right do you want them or not it's like well all right i don't i will just change up my beer Mm -hmm. i will just use different hops and they're like oh no you won't Uh, yeah i will yeah that's right I could get the same flavors from other hops. Trust me. And you know, hops are a, 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 obviously a major part of the beer, but and it's an agricultural product. I will tell yeah. you this, and then all those people who are like so stuck on one hop, those hops every year are completely different. They keep changing different each enough. year. It's an agricultural product, depending on how much sun they got or how much you know, rain they got. When they harvest it. it. Yeah, it just completely changes. And so it's not the same hop every year anyways. Mm-hmm. Just change it to something else. Don't be don't be stuck. All right. Maybe I still am a little pissed off. Again, I think it's my back. See, people, yeah. people have sympathy for me. Did Steve give you a massage? Oh, yeah. But it was in the wrong area. It was a little too low. If you know what I mean, Steve. I'm used to Keep certain things. Up. Keep the hands up. 
But I feel better because the air conditioner's on. All right. American IPA. It's the 2-1-A category in the new style, guys. Wow. That used to be, what, 14 or something? Sponsored by... 14-A? Yeah, like 7 or something. Overall impression. The decidedly hoppy and bitter, moderately strong American pale ale. Uh... Showcasing modern American or New World hop rise. Balance is hop forward with a clean fermentation profile, dryish finish, and a clean supporting malt. Allowing a creative range wow, who who added this? Support allowing a creative range of hop characters to shine through. Uh, aroma. A prominent to intense hop aroma featuring one or more characteristics of American or New World hops, such as citrus, floral, pine, resin, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon, etc. Many versions are dry hopped and can have an additional fresh hop aroma. This is desirable but not required. Grassiness should be minimal if present. A low to medium low, a low to medium low clean grainy malty aroma may be found in the background. This one is a tough read. Uh, fruitiness from yeast may also be detected in some versions. Uh, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. A restrained alcohol note may be present, but this character should be minimal at best. Any American or New World hop character is acceptable. New hop varieties continue to be released and should not constrain the style. Well, there you go. Appearance. Color ranges from medium gold to light reddish amber should be clear, although unfiltered dry hop versions may be a bit hazy. Hazy, not like orange <laughs> juice or milk. You should still be able to read through it. Hazy. Haze. When you see haze in the air, it doesn't mean you can't see the cars and you walk into traffic. Hazy means there's a little bit, a little light something in the air. Uh, medium size, white to off. And with good persistence. I'm still, I'm in a mood. There's something wrong with me today. Mm-hmm. Flavor. Hop flavor is medium to very high and should reflect an American or New World hop character such as citrus, floral, pine, resinous, spicy, tropical fruit, snowberry fruit, melon. Uh, medium high to very high hop bitterness. Malt flavor should be low to medium low and is generally clean and grainy, malty, although some light caramel or toasty flavors are acceptable. Yeah, keep the caramel light. Uh, low yeast derived fruitiness is acceptable, but not required. Uh, dry to medium dry finish. Residual sweetness should be low to none. I'm liking this descriptor, this style description. I mean, it's a little difficult to read. It's kind of re- written kind out of. loud, but yeah, um, it could use a little polish. But I think the uh, you know the gist of the thing is pretty damn good. Dry to medium, dry finish, residual sweetness below to none. The bitterness and hot flavor may linger into the aftertaste, but should not be harsh. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Okay, good, good. That's the one problem I have with so many examples. The bittering is just the most brutal thing. Yeah. And, you know, people are like, oh, let's add more, you know, sulfur and let's, you know, and they have this su- such an unpleasant, harsh, biting bitter. It yeah. should be bitter, but, you know... It should be a pleasant. Yeah, watch the uh, cohumulone levels and the hops you use. That's oh, for sure. my God. A very light, clean alcohol flavor may be noted in stronger versions. Maybe slightly sulfury, but most examples do not exhibit this character. A lot of times you get the sulfury from the hops, and you get kind of a sulfury uh, hop character that time. Um, 
Mouthful, medium light to medium body, smooth texture, medium to medium high carbonation, uh, no harsh hop, derived astringency, very light, smooth alcohol warming, not a fault if it does not intrude in overall balance. Comments, a modern American craft beer interpretation of the historical English style brewed using American ingredients and attitude. The base for many modern variations, including the stronger double IPA as well as IPAs, various other ingredients. These other IPAs generally be entered in the specialty IPA style. Oak is inappropriate in this style. If noticeably oaked, enter in the wood age character category. Uh, history. The first modern American craft beer example is generally believed to be Liberty Anchor Liberty Angle. First brewed in 1975 and using whole Cascade hops. Style is pushed beyond that original beer, which now tastes more like an American pale ale in comparison. American IPAs from earlier areas, eras were not unknown, particularly the well-regarded Ballantine's IPA, an oak-age beer using a, an old English recipe. The style is based on the modern craft beer examples. Characteristic ingredients. Maybe I had a stroke. That's a possibility, too. Mm-hmm. Pay, you know, it changes your personality from loving to the curmudgeon. Yep. Bevo says yes. Uh, pale ale or two-row brewer, two brewer's malt as the base. American or New World hops. American or English yeast with clean or slightly fruity profile. Generally all malt. But mashed at lower temperatures for higher attenuation. Sugar additions to aid attenuation are acceptable. Restrained use of crystal malts if any, as high amounts can lead to a sweet finish and clash with the hop character, or mask the hop character. I wouldn't say clash, I'd say mask. Yes. Yeah, mask. Uh, style comparison. Stronger and more highly hopped than American pale ale compared to an English IPA has less of the English character from the malt hops yeast, less caramel bread and toast, more American New World hops than, than English, less yeast derived esters, less body, and more, and often has more hoppy balance and slightly stronger than most examples. Less alcohol than double IPA, but with similar balance. Uh, I use 40 to 70, SRM 6 to 14, OG 1056, 1070, FG uh, 1008 to 1014, ABV 5.5 to 7.5. Commercial examples, Alpine Duet, Bell's Two-Hearted uh, Ale, Fatheads, Headhunter IPA, Firestone Walker Union Jack, Lagunitas IPA, Russian River Blind Pig, Stone IPA. Um, yeah, I think that that's a that is a decent write up. I'm I'm quite pleased with that. And and one thing I'm really digging from the 2015 guidelines is the style comparison. And it's one of the things I mm. I think I said to Gordon. I was like, you know, what people need is you know some some text that will you know kind of identify their their biggest question is well what's the difference between porter and and stout what's the difference between brown porter and robust porter what's the difference between you know there's there's such uh many times such uh, small uh, you know variations that define the the different styles it's like during the uh the amber show we did uh, American Amber, we were saying how, you know, Alt isn't that far from American Amber, isn't that far from uh, Steam Beer, isn't that far from English ESB. You know, there's subtle so differences. Are, what are those subtle differences? Yeah, what are, you know. That's a good uh, thing to put in there, you're right. Right. So uh, really nice nice addition that in the uh, 2015 guidelines. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm digging some of these uh, write-ups I think are just, just great. I think, um, you know, you can quibble and complain about anything. What do they mean? They keep saying American and New World hops. What, what are what are the New World hops? What are you talking about? Uh, like, uh, well, New Zealand. Other kind of, oh, other kind, okay. uh, yeah, New Zealand, uh, Australian. I see. Um, 
Some African hops. Is that what some, where some are? African hops. Maybe yeah. anything that wasn't colonized that by Britain. Anything that was an, Amer- is an American, I guess. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, New yeah. world, huh? Yeah. All right. New world hops. Like other world or something. <laughs> other world. Other world hops. All right. Well, speaking of other world, let's uh, take a break and uh, we'll, we'll talk other world when we come back right after this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Now back to Brewing with Style. Ah, I'm just in one of them moods. One of them moods. Sultry moods. Yes. Well, and I'll tell you, one of the reasons I really like Bebo is she's smart, she's (laughs) kind, and she's funny. So, Thanks. You are adored, my dear. Don't worry. Um, All right. We have uh, Stone IPA. 
We have uh, Firestone Union Jack IPA. We have Russian River Blind Pig. And then we have a slight mix-up with uh, Lagunitas. We have Lagunitas Censored, which should have been in the uh, uh, Amber, Ale show. Amber Ale show. Winner. <laughs> I think I would have chosen it first, by the way. Just, just to say, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. Really fresh. How about you, Steve? I think it's not amberish enough. I don't get any of it. Yeah, in style, I don't know. Yeah, you didn't probably. get any of the beer? I didn't. Not of well, the censored. I mean, one of one of the problems I have with it, though, yeah, it's fresh, I guess. I can't tell from the, the random string of digits on the bottle. Yeah, what's that about? Right, why not put... I don't, I don't, yeah, that's, I don't need a code. I need the damn date. Right, right. Just put the, the, the date it was packaged, you know, and I'll deal with, with that. I mean, some, a lot of them put, you know, Best Buy, which I'm not a fan of hey, that I'm not, either, I, I don't want I don't, your opinion on that. I'll, I'll, right. I'll yeah, give I'll, give you, I'll give you my opinion. I buy your beer. As and, a consumer, uh, I'll yeah. give you my opinion. Yeah. Well, here's what I really like is um, on uh, the Stone bottle, the Stone IPA, it, one, is legible. It isn't misprinted so you can't read it. And it says it was bottled. The date was bottled. It says enjoy by and the date they 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 give. Cool. Perfect. You because got their then, opinion, then you can have your own too. Right, exactly. They're saying, well, we think this is good by by this date, and you know, here's when we bottle it. You make the you make the you know the call. And the clerk stocking the shelf at the store can make that decision too. Then right. go, oh, these beers are old. It's I'll nice put these and, in the box for the salesman to take. It's or, nice and clear. Yeah. Uh, it's on the bottle instead of you know just half printed. Um, yeah, good job for for Stone on that. I'm, I'm sure they take great. Uh, knowing those guys, I bet you they take great uh, attention to detail to make sure that yeah. that's always legible and no, perfect, a, and you know, yeah. that's something uh, they're committed to. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Which, yeah, another thing I love. All right, uh, let's start with Steve. What was your uh, your dealio on all these? Well, um, the Lagunitas, uh, it's not. It's way too malty, kind of, to for me to be a. Uh, well, how, how about with the American anything? Amber? In the American, in the American Amber, Amber, we're kind of going mm-hmm. in the way back machine okay. here. I'd probably choose that first. Maybe just for the sole fact that Damn it does it's... taste fresher than right everything else was. That I, I mean, the American or the uh, Alaskan Amber, I think, is still a strong contender. There, it was really good. Yeah. I think yeah. it was. I would, yeah, I would say it's more in the category. If I had it side by side with this, right, right, right. experience. Yeah, but yeah, nice, nice. I think mm-hmm. uh, American Amber category. Yeah, that that definitely should be in there. All right. What now, about what the, about uh, uh, we've got uh, Stone IPA, uh, Firestone Union Jack, and we've got uh, Blind Pig from Russian River. <clears throat> well, the Stone IPA, I've had it before. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I know I've liked it before. Mm-hmm. It's really aggressive in the hops, um, but this particular one kind of tastes like cardboard. I'll tell you, Russian River has a bit. very nice uh, code date on theirs. Bottled on. Blink, blink, blink. Right in the, the, the yep. field there. Can't can't miss it. Can't miss it. Got well printed. Nice white background. Yeah. Yep. Good contrast. Easy to read. Okay. It's important. Stone's pleasant if it was fresher. Okay. Which I've had it fresh, and it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Union Jack is tasting good, if not a little bit more malty than Stone. But that might be because Stone's so aggressively hopped. Uh, Russian River Blind Pig is really, really balanced, which I think is probably... American IPA is supposed to be kind of really well-balanced between malt and hop. It's not hot in the alcohol at all. It's really well-made beer. Um, I also have this Half Moon Bay I Need a Miracle. Which is also an American IPA. <laughs> you, you had some of this. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of garlicky, sulfur... The hops really jump out in that one, man. It's drier than any of these. Yeah. And I think that the, the trend is to a drier IPA uh, for American IPA. Crisper, drier, less caramelly than any of the examples mm. that we have at this point. Yeah, they've certainly all moved that way. And I think in moving that way, they've all become... Very similar. Like the, they're up against the wall. They're like uh, these are examples from the, oh, years ago. Classic examples. These these are classic examples. These are old school. When now. Crystal Malt was worshipped at Crystal Malt. Yes, right. If I were to rate them, I would go Blind Big first, then Stone, no. then Union Jack and Half Moon Bay. Interesting. I think. I liked your descriptions and your 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 comments. I thought uh, you did quite well. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Good job. All right. Okay. Tasty. Well, the uh, the uh, malt character in Stone has been replaced by this aged character. Hmm. Um, what was the enjoy uh, by date on that bottle? You didn't mention. I was going to leave it uh, for later. It's a year old, over a year old. Year past. Yeah. Enjoy a, by twelve thirty one fifteen. Yeah. Well, that's obviously a no. Twelve. Take three, that. We'll take that box and get our money back. Something like the, that. It was bottled in February. Because well, I? I will. February of. Uh, yeah. Twelve February fourteen months old. Yeah. February of fifteen. February fifteen. They that's they don't give they don't give it more than a well, couple of fine. months. Yeah. So, you know, I have to throw that out. and uh, They put the day first and then the month and then the year. Which I think is but a logical way enjoy- to go, really. For I don't know why in the U.S. We so the bottle date is, is a different setup than the enjoy by date? Right. So this is bottled on. So it's bottled on 10 to 15, which is February. Oh, 10 to? I thought it was. 10 to. 10 to 15. Then they give it two months. No. February 10th, right? No, it says like 31. That's the enjoy by date. No. Yeah. Bevo and I looked at this, and we both have crack vision. It says 13 to 15. You're saying that first number is a 10? It looked like a 10. No, it's kind of rubbed off. The second one's 31, though. So I'm saying there's no 31st oh, month. Oh, right, right. So that might okay. actually That's be a day. day. So it's right, day month right, here. Right, right, So I think 1231 oh, is the enjoy right. by date. Okay, so it could be 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. Right. So Bevo and I apparently don't have 
Great vision. It's okay, guys. We're knocking it out of the park. Right. <laughs> we are that and the phones. Yes. Okay. So yeah. All right. I will. I will. I will believe Porno Steve on this one. That pornography really sharpens Making your vision. Sense, huh? It does. Saying that it makes you blind, I clearly I have to disagree. We're, I'm a case yeah. study in point. <laughs> Still, this would be uh, 10, 11, 12. Four months 13, out. Four, four months out. Yeah. That should have been taken off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, that's going to be just put over there. Uh, the uh, beer was purchased at the wrong place. So, I'm looking at now, I'm looking at Union Jack and the Blind Pig, which, of course, I'm, I love both beers. Um, you look to me, it's a, kind of a question of, like, what do you like it on the lower end of the ABV, or do you like it more, you know, uh, you know, towards the middle of the range? You know, the, the pig is like... Uh, Something like six point two percent, sometimes six one, and the Union Jack's probably quite a bit higher than that. Probably almost seven, or maybe even more. I don't know. So you, it's, so it's sort of like there's an intensity of flavor. So it's seven point five. Okay, so yeah. So it depends what you're looking for. Uh, in terms of like a, a sessionable IPA that I can drink all night. Well, that's why I'm a big fan of Blind Pig. At six point two percent, and you know, lots of flavor, lots of aroma. All the things I wanted in an IPA, I can, I can have several of those. And uh, because they taste so good, you don't really get any any uh, palate fatigue. And yes, both these are uh, have a fair amount of crystal malt in them. And uh, I don't know. But to me, that's, that's my my preferred uh, type of IPA is going to have that. Um, if I'm, you know, to me, a to more me, old school. Yeah, I'm on the old school uh, guy in that area. Or, so um, the new guidelines say that there shouldn't be that much crystal malt. Right. This is yeah. probably pushing the crystal malt. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll give I you think, a, You know, the more modern interpretation is like the Half Moon Bay. Yeah. yeah. I happen to know that Blind Pig is actually 6% six, 6 crystal 40. It's a lot of crystal 40. It is. Yeah. It is. We, so why can they we do know, that? Well, we know that from they attenuate the beer. I think, that, see, to me, that what happened was that people weren't, you know, they weren't focusing on the ferment. Mm-hmm. So to dry their beers out, they took the crystal out. Right. Okay. And now they got, well, now they like, they're using yeast breaks. They're worried about yeah, cell counts and viability. Think, right, right. Now, now yeah. they can put it back in and still get the dry beer they're looking for. Yeah. I think it's still, you know, it adds a certain fullness and sweetness to the beer. That you know when you're we're, used we're to really beverage. nice dry beers, yeah, yeah. you know, Pepsi right, and Coke right, right. aren't—they're sweet for a reason. We like sweet <laughs> beverage, really. We do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you put it Blind Pig, and Blind Union, Pig, and then Union Jack, Jack and then the others stone. are out of character. So. Um, I uh, yeah, so. People like sweet, and maybe that's why they raise the sweetness on Union Jack. I used to love Union Jack. I can't stand it now. I mean, it's a well-made beer, but it's so sweet, so candy sweet, I can't drink it. There is a lot of residual sweet candy going on in mm-hmm. there. Unfortunately, we don't know the bottle on date. Maybe that's part of it. Um because the date didn't get printed on the, the label. It just says bottled on. There's no date. Um, 
but it's so candy sweet to me. I I, I can't drink it. I, I can't drink it anymore. I used to love Union Jack. I thought it was one of the greatest IPAs, and then they made it sweeter. I was talking to... to you sure your palate didn't shift? No, I was, really ta- actually, I was... They actually was, made it sweeter. I was talking to Brindleson. He said, yeah, they decided to make it sweeter. Um, I mean, I am. I believe I had that conversation with him, and that they decided to adjust it a little bit and make it a little sweeter. And like you're saying, for the, the you know the consumer that's used to Coke and Pepsi and all that stuff, I bet you it sells really well. But for me, yeah. I, again, you know, let's go back to the Half Moon Bay, dry, crisp. For me, that's a, a much more enjoyable beer. Um, for that reason, I put the Firestone in in last. Um, I think it's a well-made beer. I think Firestone makes makes yeah, makes right, great excellent. beer, yeah. um, but I, I I just don't like it anymore. And you're just doing this in terms of um, pre- it's, preference. It's, it's well, no, I I think or it's classic. too sweet. It's too sweet to be yeah. an American IPA. You know, a cl- that, or where American IPA has shifted. American IPA has shifted to a drier, crisper beer. I'm saying these these beers we have in front of us are too much caramel. I mean, are they're on the border of too much caramel? They're they're mm-hmm. they're becoming they're they're they've got a sweetness to them yeah. that is not what the con- current consumer is really going after. Um, and the Firestone too sweet. To, to yes, still be in, uh, yeah. in the in the category, yeah, seven and a half percent. It's too bold of a flavor, I think. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It, it, it's candy sweet to me. Yeah. Um, the stone, I, I think, yeah, I, I, uh, it's oxidized, mm-hmm. not terribly. But to me, like you know, Steve was saying, like, well, you think it was? I could. It's I could more hot forward. Well, I think the malt is what went away, leaving the hops. Mm-hmm. To, you get a yeah, you get a lot of cardboard. Yeah. I think that's more like a biscuity. I don't think you get cardboard in this style of beer. Cardboard is an American light lager uh, characteristic. I don't think I get I get that. I get, I get more of the the biscuity malt character there. Yeah, you're right. Um, I get a little bit of roundness. I don't think it's that stale. Um, I would drink that bomber. I, I I wouldn't have a problem drinking that. I'm like, yeah, it's not fresh. You wouldn't get any pushback on the age. You know, like I think it's tired of this beer. I think it's uh, you'd order a second one. No, I'd go to something else. Yeah, but I mean, if that was the beer I had, no, I there wasn't anything else. It would be it's drinkable. I already opened it. I'd drink that. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, they've actually modified um, some of their beers uh, with the, the changing, and, and people freaked out, and they're just like, "Look, we're." You know we're gonna you know keep keep with the times and and so they they I, I'm not sure what they did to Stone IPA but they they tweaked a few things. Um, was it pale that they changed radically? I don't yes. know if they they tweaked Stone IPA, but they yeah. they uh, they they definitely tweaked pale and a couple other things. They're just like, well, no, this is you know why be stuck in the mud? It's not like a hundred and fifty year old brewery. Uh. So I, I actually think that's still pretty good. Uh, Blind Pig would be my number one. This was bottled December 15th of 2015. I think it's uh, still got a crispness to it. It's got a balance to it. 
I think, you know, hops and malt all play very well in it. And, um, yeah, that's a, that's a solid beer. Well made. Um, again, I think that's about the max crystal I would, I would accept in a, in an American IPA today. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, people were, they were like super copper amber ales. Yeah. And that was, you know, especially, you know, the more Midwest. No, they were that, just the more, ramping up pale ales. And yeah, the more crystal malt they put in yeah. it. Saying it was more like censored. Yeah, uh, but much happier. So I, th- I think Blind Pig still holds up and, and still would be my number one out of this uh, flight of beers. I think they're all well made. I think, um, you know, age has is, is knocked the stone down a, a peg. I think the, the sweetness on the Firestone knocked that down a peg. But uh, Blind Pig, the winner. Uh, and, uh, you know, t- Half Moon Bay, you know, good job. Good job. I think. Uh, yeah, it's great beer. Um, I would. I don't know that I would uh, put that forth. Um, we did not really include it in there. Um, yep. But well done. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we will get into recipes for American IPA right after this. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Socket JP. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new New Brew Easy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Tasty, your favorite American IPA recipe. All right, well, this is a recipe I've been working on for a little while here. It's uh, it's actually a, a blind pig clone. And uh, you heard it here. Heard it here first. Yeah. All right, so starting gravity about 1058. Um, about 65 IBUs, roughly. Um, green bill, um, 74% um, RAR, uh, 60% uh, Simpsons Special Pale, uh, 6% nice English uh, Crystal 45, Fawcett, Simpsons, big fan of Simpsons, and uh, 4% uh, Sigillator Malt, Sour Malt. Uh, Hopwise, um, about 23 IBUs of uh, Chinook at 60 minutes. Another about 20 IBUs of Centennial at 30. Uh, no additional uh, kettle additions. At Flame Out, uh, 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 seven IBUs of uh, Amarillo, five Amarillo. IBUs of Cascade and 10 of Centennial. And I get those numbers by using rigor, and I treat it as a 20-minute addition. Mm-hmm. Just give you something. That should more or less total up to the 65 IBUs. Then I dry hop uh, with Amarillo, Cascade, and Columbus. Equal weights. Uh, you know, you, you, need all, you know what works in your system. I find, you know... You can go crazy. I, I like to do like uh, three to four ounces uh, of dry hop in a, in a like a five gallon batch. I'm, I'm not giving a batch size here, so you have to you do what works for you in terms mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. you know if you want this to be hop forward, then you may want to use like two ounces each of these mm-hmm. uh, by weight. A total of six six ounces, ounces for right. a five ounce, five gallon batch. Ounce per gallon. Yeah. is around where you're you're yeah. hitting exactly, mm-hmm. and that comes out to, probably comes out to like a pound per barrel or something like that. I don't know. Uh, that's pound, kind two, of the where two, I the, two pounds per barrel. Two pounds per barrel. Mm-hmm. Well, that's aggressive. That's that's aggressive. A pound of barrel would be where I try to be. I think there's. Uh, I don't really for my home brews I, unless it's a competition beer, which can't remember last time I did one of those. I don't. I'm not not gonna. No, I don't need the aroma. I can just figure. I got that later, especially with uh, a big uh, flame out addition. I get a lot of aroma uh, character from that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mash this about uh, 152 for 45 minutes. No, I do a mash out. You don't have to do that. 
uh, fermented about uh, cooling about 66, let it free rise to 68, ferment it uh, at 68 degrees. And, uh, you know, use some finings to clear the beer up. And uh, you too will have Blind Pig on tap. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the uh, boy, the, 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 Range today is, you know, a pound or so a barrel up to uh, five, six pounds a barrel. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it's 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 gone crazy. So people are just absolutely hitting their, their IPAs with a ton of hops. And, um, you know, I, I think the, the thing to be careful of is, so when we brew, a lot of times we'll do, uh, you know, double dry hop. So we'll dry hop. Yeah. Let it sit for a day, maybe two days. We'll dump it, dump it, and then we'll hit it again. And the reason we do that is if you leave the dry hops in too long, especially with a ton of dry hops, yeah, you'll get that grassy kind yeah. of character that the style guide was talking about that you want to avoid. You want the hop. Uh, is it three days? About three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, three days is fine. Yeah. I mean, once you get past, and I've, you know, there's some brewers that will do like a week or two weeks or, you know, something like that. Um, you know, if you, I think if you, you know, just go with a short amount of time and then hit it again, you're, you quickly extract some of those, uh, uh, hop oils and then you don't extract the grassiness and the yeah. grassiness comes later. Grassiness will come also from, uh, you know, fresh hops and things like that. Um, once they're dried, they're a little less grassy. I think you extract less of that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you, when you leaf juice, yeah, no, are they chlorophylls for one? Thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you hops are being dried, I'm sure they give off obviously some of that vegetative mm-hmm. character. You can mm-hmm. Smell it. Right. Right. Stick some yeah, so fresh like, hops and put them in the oven. You it's can like get cook, all that. cooking cabbage. Yeah. You know so, uh, that aroma you get. Right. That's coming out of the leaves that you're cooking. Yeah. You know. So, you, so uh, what about the temperature? What, what do you dry hop at in your breeze? At three days, at what temperature? Right. So we'll we'll drop it in the lower sixties. Right, so we'll, you're clear, you're clearing the beer up a little bit as you go here too. Right. I right. See. And uh, you know, I I think if you if you temperature wise, you go too warm, you go too cold, you you extract different things. And um, you know, lower sixties is good for Russian River. It's good for like uh, Firestone. It's good for all. Those. I'm like all right. Let's do that. Yeah, let's stick with that. Okay, and then and then even the second edition, you're still at that same sixty degrees when you right, right, right. And then then you crash the the then, then we'll crash it and then we'll we'll fine it and mm-hmm. package off. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Do you have a recipe over there? I don't. Oh, I mean I do, but I oh, I want to well, go with just your recipe. Go with that one. I think people should right. make this. I think they would be. Uh, there you go. Wink, wink. Happy with it. All right, let's do this. One last break, and when we come back, I will recap my <laughs> London trip dates. Yes, get your itinerary we'll, out here. we'll answer any questions, and we'll wrap up right after this. Say hello to my little friend. You've heard about White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. 
White Labs yeast, packaged using their FlexCell process, ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about PurePitch, FlexCell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of PurePitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com There are two types of people in the world, naughty and nice. Grogtag is letting you tell it like it is with their naughty or nice labels for the holidays. Grandma getting you down? Slap a naughty label on that four-year-old pale ale and put it under the tree. Did your Uncle Sal add you to his will? Well, he deserves your freshest batch of IPA with a custom nice label. Pick up one set of each and take 25% off your order by either entering code NAUGHTY or NICE at checkout. We all know how much beer you have to get rid of, so why not make it look good? Go find them at grogtag.com and don't forget to sign up for their newsletter to learn about their upcoming Black Friday sale and the Gifting with Grogtag 12-day sale during Christmas. Grogtag. At least your beer will look good. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Brise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Let me see here. Uh, my calendar. All right, so in London, uh, Monday, April 4th, we're doing a collab at Sandbrook's Brewery. We'll be there uh, during the day, and then uh, we're going to hit... Uh, uh, the Lab at London Area Brewers uh, Homebrew Meeting at U-Brew, Old Jamaica Business uh, somewhere. Uh, I think that's like 6.30 or something. Uh, let's see here. Um, on the 5th, we're actually going to uh, tour the Fuller's Brewery. The 6th, uh, we're doing the collab with uh, Beavertown Brewing Company in uh, London. Yeah. Uh, our good friends at Beavertown. Yeah, great friends. On the 7th, we are doing the class on beer judging uh, at We Brought Beer, uh, their Clapham Junction uh, location, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only 20 seats on that, and you're going to want to sign up for that early because it's going to sell out. So let's make sure uh, you get a chance. Uh, we're going to sit there together. Yeah, if any BN listeners can show up, that'd be great. You, yeah, yeah, me and, uh, yeah, all you folks, and uh, we're going to taste beer together. We're going to talk about beer. We're going to taste some Heretic beers and all the other great beers that they have there and uh, have a lot of fun. 
And then uh, on Friday at London Beer Lab, uh, I'm going to uh, homebrew with uh, some special uh, special local, lucky people. Again, that's going to be extremely limited. So you contact them and uh, sign up with them early to uh, reserve your spot. And then on uh, Saturday, April 9th, we're going to uh, do a tap takeover at Mondo Brewing company and uh we'll have a i think uh five or so uh heretic beers there on draft should be a lot of fun and then the 10th 11th and 12th will be in york i don't know uh any listeners in york let us know email me uh uh jay zanishef at gmail or jamel heretic brewing or jamel at the brewing network and uh let's meet up let's have some fun time and place yeah I think that will be wunderbar. A lot of fun. Yeah. I always love uh, meeting up, and Me that's too. one reason why we're we're hitting the London area brewers uh, homebrew meeting, because that's uh, like one of the funnest things. That's what I would do, do if I was going. That's right, man. Awesome, folks. Yeah. Do we have any questions from the chat? Negative. Okay, because we're, we're not doing the phones. All right. Uh, another great show, everybody. Thank you all. Thank you for the great beers, Bebo. Uh, tasty. Thank you for uh, whatever it is you do, Steve. Sit here and look pretty. <laughs> they give me massages during the break. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm it's cool a team with effort. That. Yeah. It's a team effort. Yep. I don't know what I bring to it, but I'm here. And if you want to keep hearing me here and Tasty here... I would suggest checking out uh, some of the other shows on the Brewing Network. Listen to uh, Dr. Homebrew. Listen to uh, uh, The Session, The Sour Hour, uh, Brew Strong. All those good shows are all free. And uh, your support means the world to all of us. Uh, you can show a little support by going to the Brewing Network store, uh, thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. Buy yourself a hat, a hoodie, uh, whatever for your next brew day. Look cool in front of your friends, and all that goes to the bottom line, the Brewing Network, to help keep shows like this on the air. Yeah. So do it today. Don't hesitate. Lots of goodies in there. Um, I think they've got combs. They've got toothbrushes. Yeah. They all your have, travel needs. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Tire jacks and things like no, that. You literally try to just find things that you know are not in the store to say, right? We're strong, everybody. I <laughs> uh, know. <nothing. laughs>